yeah. <laughs> We're starting right there. Okay. <laughs> right where those noises were made, we are starting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce our guest, Shime. Go we are for back. It. We are again doing some random sport that we go weeks without talking about. We're doing it again. Yeah, we, we are. We are going to revisit an episode of not only the Five Out Pod, but also of the Winners Club Pod from like predating the Winners Club. Six months ago. Oh, that was before this the Winners Club podcast. When we wow. were technically in the trial phase of the Payday Pod, mm. and then we had to switch over to Winners Club. Stop so making is... mm, Stop making mm's. I haven't introduced you yet. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> that was and when we Dale re- made you sit around ten minutes. We're going to make you sit around ten minutes. <laughs> I was worried that was going to happen. Are right, you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> joining us from WEI.com, the one and only Nick Fryer. Can I talk now? He has an 11.68 ERA. <laughs> Take me home, country roads. And he wears cowboy boots in Boston, Massachusetts. Cowboy boots in Boston. There we go. That, Welcome, Nick. Is that, hey, that Nick. okay? Is that is that my intro music? By the way, is that That's your intro. Yeah. yeah. So it, was a, it, was a little, it was a little soft. Do we don't do we want to do it again? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Fryer. Yeah, we're not doing that again. Anyways, Nick Fryer is here. Nick Fryer, fresh off spring training. Now. Not sunburned as much anymore. So Rob Bradford, because he coaches high school football, high school basketball, basketball. sends you to spring training. Mm. And uh, you had one of the most, just from what I saw on social media, one of the most bizarre showings at spring training I've ever seen. (laughs) So not only are you, so I remember seeing this. Somebody tweets a photo of you on your laptop right smack in the middle of a walkway with a chair that you clearly grabbed from a table where the rest of the riders are hanging out. That's fine if you want, if you need to be isolated to work. And then you see the charger like going off the screen. So it's like, where, where did that charger go off to? So I have a prediction here. He definitely was way too awkward to put the chair onto the rocks. He didn't want to put the chair on the rocks where the charging stations, where the outlets were for his laptop charger. But when June Lee did it, he was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I can do it. Is that what happened? The chair was moved over to the rocks pro- uh, the, the second time. The chair was already on the rocks. So I was okay. like, I'm not going to move it. It's Wait, fine. so you took it off the rocks? No, I m- brought the chair over to the sidewalk because there were no charging stations where everybody was sitting. And the Red Sox didn't give us any idea about the Mookie Betts deal or anything. Classic so Red Sox. So we're waiting all, all, all the Red Sox fault. We're waiting all day long. To see, you know, I'm, I'm there till I think seven to, to find out. Oh, we're gonna have a press conference in 15 minutes. We got no warning leading up to that at all. So I had to charge my computer, and that was the closest thing. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I I was, you know what? Everybody started to follow me afterwards. Though I think Sean McAdam did something. I think Ian Brown, who took a picture of me, freaking and sent it to Bradford. He was standing up. So I look like a psycho. I was a trendsetter. Oh, you did look like a psycho. I was yeah, a trendsetter. Did. All right. And, well, now I got, and now I got that. Crown. You had to pay June Lee to go sit next to him. No, I know. Yeah, just okay. I, I saw the <laughs> Venmo <laughs> transaction. Yeah. Okay. Come yeah. on, it's it's a social media platform. Everybody sees that. Yeah. Right. You're right. Fair enough. Now, do we need to follow up on the spring training story from last year? Rob Bradford's favorite <laughs> spring training uh. story. So short, <laughs> just short, short version of that story is that Nick left his phone number for a waitress who, there, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever mm. went on. The following, did you reenact this? Did you do this again this year? No, I didn't. Twin Peaks? No, I didn't. No, I did, I did go to Twin Peaks. I did not reenact it again this year. No, I just, it was, it was just too chaotic down there. I had, I was, I was there all day, the first day at the ballpark with Mookie stuff, then the Renicky stuff. 
And then there was a lot going on later in the week. Rob sent me down at the busiest time. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, he didn't want to do it, yeah. so he sent you. He's lackey. That's kind of like what Mutt said when I when I mentioned that to him. Interesting. Yeah, hmm. sounds about right. Yeah, well, Mutt and Rob just take turns bitching about each other behind oh, the other one's back to Shime and I. <laughs> it's actually really funny. This was chronicled on the Winners Club podcast live at Lord Hobo. Yeah, the last literally, time. they both did it in one podcast. <laughs> like, and this is this is recorded. Like, so yeah. there's evidence. And they're so, in the same building. <laughs> they're the worst. They could have literally just spoken to they each other. They were like ten feet from each other. Mutt was on the air, and then Rob was sitting with us. And then I don't even know where Rob would go. And then Mutt would hit a break, and he'd come over and complain about Rob. <laughs> and at this point, we're, we're I think we can openly talk about it now that it's, there's recorded audio of it. It's mm. tremendous. Oh, I they, don't understand. They, they they're they're brutal. I was on Rob's podcast uh, a year and a half ago or whatever. Uh, talking. Talking baseball stuff, and he was complaining about Mutt and the, the hot stove show and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah, sounds and about it right. led to this whole fiasco. It was oh man, the hot stove show. Yeah, is, did that just go by the wayside? Did that it's just the disappear? hot stove segment now. Oh, yes. there we go. I was on for that when I was down in Fort Myers. Remarkable, yes. riveting stuff. All right, the reason why we're getting the band back together. Although Fryer, you and I have never been. Well, we've been on Dale and Keith, but that's different. Yes, you've, you're you've, in, you're in the cool room. I'm behind the glass, making sure your mic's on. Mm, yes. you, you chime in and rip me still though. Let everybody know my staff. Well, yeah, the eleven point six eight ERA in two thousand thirteen <laughs> uh, mm. baseball. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a tough look for you. I'll be yeah, honest with okay. you. I'm fine. Four eighteen opponents batting. Apparently, average. Southwest Massachusetts is turning on Shime and I because of that. We Southeast, had them before. Whatever. They were very. Oh yeah, Southeast, Southeast would never turn on us. South, we grew up just born and raised on the South Shore. All right, yeah. come on. So, oh, sorry, Webster Mass turned on you. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They're coming oh no! For me. <laughs> I'm so scared of Lemonster. But so the reason we are here is because we are going to revisit some NBA over under predictions you two made. Now, Chime just listened to the entire West episode, which I believe was on the Five Out podcast. That's correct. And I listened to the entire East episode. I will have to say, the Kemba Walker slobbing that went on on that episode <laughs> that I just listened to from Chime. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, uh, somebody tweeted this out again today, the video of him hitting that step-back shot in the Big East tournament against Pitt, and I I need a new pair of pants every time I watch that clip. What, do you I, not wear underwear? Maybe. And there are two layers to get through first? You never know. I like to keep things close to the vest. It's, it's just that bad. <laughs> There's a lot of seepage. I just, yeah, it's just, it's very. It just gets very wet. An- another thing just, I did notice, and uh, after I'm done saying this, I'll fire off this. Uh, uh, the east. Uh, we'll do the we'll do the east recap first. We go with the east recap. Yeah, let's okay. do the East recap. Shime had this theory about Kyrie Irving called the reverse Patrick Ewing theory that pretty much verbatim came came completely true. Yes, 100% it did. You kind of uh, nailed that one? I absolutely nailed that one. I believe, uh, John, uh, that's what we like to call here on the Winners Club podcast, a victory lap. I was so right about Kyrie Irving just polluting the Brooklyn Nets to the point where they are not even going to come close to their 43.5 win total. That And now he's injured. Per Nick Fryer, he told us just moments ago that Kyrie Irving is now getting surgery. Mm. I, oh, well, that was on my rundown today, Shine, for our oh, show, so clearly you didn't read it. Hey, I didn't. You're it right. was way at the bottom. There were thoughts that he was going to undergo a surgery. Norm- now a what? he's going under a procedure. Going sure. under what? Procedure. Procedure. Yeah. <laughs> you got the facts wrong. Don't try and spin Pre- this on me. Procedure. I'm the yeah. DJ spin that Metcalf. All right. Want to hear your East, U2's East prediction from before the season? The Knicks are stuck slated in at 26 and a half. I think 26 <laughs> Let's reset that. <laughs> Try that again. Leaving that in the podcast, Shime, by the way. Shime pulled the audio up for me before I sat in the, yeah, the big I, boy's I, chair, I so I 100% blame you yeah, for that. Yeah, that's me. 
The Knicks are stuck slated in at 26 and a half. I think 26 is way too much. I'm still on your side of this. I'm gonna go. I'm assuming you're going under. Yeah, I'm going way under. Cavs 24 and a half. Yeah. You're way in on the under. Oh, definitely under. They suck. They lost <laughs> to the third string Celtics in the. I didn't know it's the preseason, but come on. 24 and a half. I'm with you. I am on the under train. The Charlotte Hornets mm. sit at 23 and a half. Yep. I would say absolutely on the horns. Bet the under for sure. I'm going to hit the under 23 and a half. The Washington Wizards. Mm. 26 and a half wins. Last year they had 32. I think I'm going to take the over 26 and a half on the Wizards. I, I would go with that too. The Chicago Bulls. Yeah, currently sitting at 32 and a half. And I would go under with the Bulls. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you here. I feel so. Let's go next to the Atlanta Hawks. Currently at 33 and a half, they got 29 wins last year. So I'd she, take the over on the Hawks. Ooh, I'm gonna take the under. The Detroit Pistons currently sit at 37 and a half wins. I think the Pistons are a 40 win team. I'm I, gonna go under on this one, Sean. Is the Miami Heat? <laughs> mm. 43 and a half is their current line. 41 and 41, Miami Heat. I'm gonna go over hesitantly. Let's go to the Orlando Magic. Currently sitting at 41 and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say an uh, uncomfortable over. I am also going to take the over here. Next up, we got the Indiana Pace. I'm gonna I'm gonna say over 46 and a half, but just barely. I'm gonna go with the under on the Pacers. Okay. Brooklyn Nets currently sitting at 43 and a half over for sure. I'm gonna hit the under, assuming this team goes 500. The Toronto Raptors mm. currently sitting at 46 and a half. I'm going Raptors over. You're going to go Raptors over. Yep. I'm okay. gonna, but there's like 47, 48. I'm going to go Raptors under by a hair. Mark it down, Celtics over 48 and a half. I'm going to take the over. Let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers. I think I'm going to have to take the over on the 76ers. Yeah, I'm over on the 76ers. And lastly, let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks. 57 and a half. Yeah. 57 and a half is a big number. You got to go for it, right? I'd go over. Yeah, yeah. I would go over on this. The theme of the music under these is that Nick Fryer is a southern man stuck in a bo- a Boston man's body. 100% he is, and he loves his cowboy boots. Owns three different pairs mm-hmm. and just absolutely loves them. He was telling us about how it's so difficult to wear his gray ones now. It's just I, like... They, they're just not me anymore. They're a little too flashy. They're not, not you. Not me. Not me. Yeah, I Especially bought, around here. Yeah, I bought those... You look like, like a jackass walking around Boston with those. I was going to wear them in here Head down just to Broadway to and Nashville. You, go, you go to Loretta's, though. I can wear them at a Red Sox game and be fine. And, no, and, and then go to Loretta's after. You got to get some real nice denim, though. Like, you have, like, like Levi's denim or something. Yeah. You need to go and get, like, real denim. Like, <sighs> like Canadian Man denim. Man denim. But see, that's the thing. If I get those, even with those boots, uh, those boots seem a little... They just don't go with... Uh, Man. All right, we'll save this one for the Cowboy you know, Boots but real, podcast. Real, but real quick, though, that music totally gives off, to me, like a true, true, true blood vibe, which I did watch that entire time. The next... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But uh, so with this Eastern Conference win total, so overall, I think we, you know, for the most part, there's there's definitely some things we were very wrong on. Uh, and there's also some things uh, Shime was very right on. Mm. So, you know. Yes. Um, like your I think the, pick. Oh, no, wait, you didn't get that one right. Yeah, that was, that was a tough one. I also think the uh, this, my 76ers pick, uh, both of our 76ers yeah. pick, that, that might be the toughest one for us down here, uh, down the stretch here. The 76ers need to win 21 of their last, uh, what is it, 18? Wait, they only have 18 games. The, the 28 games. They have Quick 27 math. games. Math. Quick math. They Quick have 27 math. games left. 27 game list. They need to win 21 of 27 down the stretch, yeah. which is a lot. So right now, to cover the spreads, if you go from top to bottom, Milwaukee would need to win 12 games, which right now almost looks like a lock the way they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toronto only needs to win seven. 
which in, in you know 27 or 28 games is easy for them. Yep. The Celtics only need to win 11. Miami needs to win 9. The 76ers need to win 21. That might be the most daunting. Uh, the Pacers would need to win 15. Brooklyn needs to win 19. That's looking unlikely, yep. which I love. Orlando would need to win twenty or eighteen. Uh, the Wizards would need to win seven. The mm-hmm. Bulls fourteen, which looks very unlikely. Uh, the Hornets would need to win six. Detroit would need to win nineteen. Mm-mm. Bad job by me. Uh, the New York Knicks would need to win ten. The Hawks nineteen, and the Cavaliers eleven. Um, so of those, there's there's definitely a few of them. Like Cleveland, Atlanta, the Knicks and the Bulls all look like they're going to hit the under. Those mm-hmm. are more or less almost absolutely going to smash the under. Milwaukee looks probable to hit the over. Toronto's almost a lock for the over. Miami's almost a lock for the over. And um, and then the Celtics are pretty close to a lock for the over, I would say, as well, the way they're playing. Yeah, I think the one I'm most impressed with when I look at this, as much as you did well with the, the Nets pick, I think the Heat one was probably... Your best one. You went with the over on that one. I went with the under. I'm, I'm not happy about that. But I, I think they've far exceeded everybody's expectations this year. And then um, I'm so pissed about the Hawks one, too. I took the over on that. How stupid is that? Yeah, I don't. I was high on I them. I don't know what you were here, thinking. I, th- I guess you were really high on Trey. Yeah. And, 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 and that John makes Collins. Sense. Yeah. He's, he himself has played very well, but their defense is atrocious. It's almost a lock when you're yeah. betting, if you're betting on an Atlanta Hawks game to just take the over yeah. because they let up a crap ton of points because they don't play defense. And then Trey Young scores a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and they just need to score. Don't stop taking threes. Thank you, Glenn. The, the one that I'm most proud of is taking the Raptors on, on the over. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that was a bad job by me. That's a tough one, Chime. I thought that was a tough one. I, I, at the time, you know, they lose Kawhi. You think that accounts for a lot, but Pascal Siakam has really stepped up. Nick Nurse has proven to be a very good coach. This team in general is just playing very, very well. I mean, they ripped off, what was it, 15 straight wins? 15. 15 straight wins. I mean, that that right there alone helped that win-loss oh, total huge, immensely. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then you have the Sixers who've been a huge disappointment, which you know, look, we, yeah, we got that one wrong, but I think everybody and their mother got that one wrong. Yeah. Know, they just have been and, a massive And they're still not even a huge disappointment. They're a disappointment to the point where they're only a five seed and not a two seed. Yeah. But, I mean, they're still a playoff team. They're 34-21. and 21. They, They've only lost twice at home. They're just a terrible road team. I take That's them less, less serious by the day, though. I really, really? do. Really? Yeah, they just have so many issues, it seems like. with. I mean, Now Horford's coming off the bench. They can't figure out how to use him and Embiid together. They, they, they don't complement each other well. Then you Embiid have, was injured for a bit. And then, yeah, exactly. And then Simmons and Embiid have issues where how they kind of flow together. Simmons still doesn't take jump shots. It's just, it's just a lot of chaos. Yeah, there. there's definitely a lot of chaos there. I think my finals pick of uh, Sixers and Clippers not looking so hot. Clippers still nope. looking good, mm-hmm. which we will get to. Um, but overall, so that's probably your biggest disappointment. What is your biggest surprise? Do you think Miami's definitely your biggest surprise? Or do you think one of these teams like the Wizards? I mean, they've already won 20 games. I know that's, that's kind of a, asking a lot of the Wizards here is winning 28 games, overachieving. But for a team we thought was very bad, mm. they're playing... Okay, basketball. Yeah, they've been surging lately. I'm su- most surprised that we both we both took the over on this one, and it looks like we're. I'm surprised we're both actually going to get it right. Yeah, we end. might actually get it right, which yeah, is shocking. They only have to win six more games, and they have how many left in their schedule? Uh, they have to win twenty nine, se- seven games. Seven they have games. to win. I apologize. So seven out of their last twenty nine. Yeah, so that's, very doable. Yeah, easily one out of every four games you need to win. That's yeah. it, and you cover. And based no problem. On the way they've been playing, especially lately. I mean. That's definitely doable. So I'm, yeah. I'm kind of surprised by that. I think that one, 
And then your Heat pick was a good one. Yeah, I think the Heat definitely are overachieving without a doubt. I think Jimmy Butler has had a bigger impact on that team than I expected him to. Tyler Hero has played much better than I don't think any than I think anybody expected yeah. him to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think overall, probably I would say Miami's probably the biggest surprise, and the Sixers are probably the biggest. Uh, disappointment. Now, on the this one board. that I think is the toughest one to predict at this point for me has to be the Pacers. Right. So, just... 15 of their, I think they have, so they're at 55 games. So, they have 28 games left. They have to win 15 of those. So, they have mm-hmm. to win just over half their games remaining. That's going to come really close. Yeah, that's, that's what they've been doing all year. Their, their winning percentage right now is 582. So, it's, yep. like, it's right there. Yep. It's a tough one. Exactly 500 on the road. They have those couple uh, extra wins at home. Um, but you know, I, I think they can do it. It's just gonna, it's gonna come down to again. It's a lot of it just comes down to if you get hot. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the Raptors, they win fifteen in a row. They were just hot. They weren't losing to anybody. Mm-hmm. If the Pacers find a way to get hot, one guy just gets smoking hot. They can rip off a few wins and easily come. Yeah, Vic finds his groove and everything. That's that's really what it comes down to and all this. And everybody, every, but the thing is, everybody changes a little bit. At least the playoff teams. When you get to the post All Star break schedule, because now it's like, all right, we got to get ready to go. We got to it's, it's go time. We're, the postseason is coming. All right, so let us move on to the Western Conference. John, do me a favor and uh, let us know how. Wait, do you, you want to hear how our how our uh, old our, our friend who we used to produce for a lot, LJ? I was just laughing during that while you guys uh-huh. were talking because he he tends to tr- struggle with names sometimes. Yes. And you yes. guys uh-huh. you guys said Paul George. Are you interested so- in George Paul? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that that's the one I remember. <laughs> Yeah, here's the West. Is the Memphis Grizzlies. 27 and a half wins. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know about this one, man. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to have to go under, too. I'm also going to go I'm gonna go under here. Phoenix Suns, 28 and a half. Oh, yeah, not a chance, no. right? Oklahoma City Thunder. Last year, they won 49 games. This year, they're at 31 and a half. 31 and a half, I'm taking the over on the Thunder. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. But let's actually go to the Kings next. They're sitting at 37 and a half wins. I'm going to go Sacramento Kings over. I want the Kings to go over, but I just don't think they're going to. Let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. 35 and a half. They won 36 last year. What do you think? I'm going under. Yeah, I'm also on the under. Let's go to the New Orleans Pelicans. 39 and a half is the current number. Mm-hmm. I don't think they stand a chance of hitting 39 and a half. I'm taking the under. Yeah, with, without him healthy, I don't feel confident. The next team we got is the Dallas Mavericks, sit at 40 and a half. I'm, I'm taking the over 40. But to win 40 games, for, well, 41 games, I guess, technically, I feel more confident in that where I would take the over. San Antonio Spurs, 46 and a half. Easy over. I'm going to take under. Portland Trailblazers, 46 and a half is the number. Down on Portland, give me the under 46 and a half. I'm going to go with the Blazers, actually. I'm actually going to go with them on the under. I, Golden State Warriors. Uh, 47 and a half. They won 57 games last year. I'm going to take the under. Believe it or not, I'm going to take the over on this. Denver Nuggets, 52 and a half. So I'm going to go with the under for them. I'm going to go over. I think the Lakers are going to be under 50 and a half. I'm going to go with the over on this one. The Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Okay. 53 and a half wins. Utah Jazz. I am going to take the under. I'm going to go over on the Utah Jazz. This isn't even a question for me. The Rockets are going over 53 and a half. If you think the Houston Rockets are going under 53 and a half, you're nuts. This is my lock. Clippers over 53 and a half. Yeah, I'm the all in Clippers on are definitely over 53 and a half. Clippers over Sixers in the final. 
All right. That one had much more of a Hell on Wheels, the AMC show yeah. vibe. Yeah. yeah, definitely much more aggressive country music. I was here for it. That was you sending it with your boys in Nashville. Like that, <laughs> that's what that music was. God. The boys cheering you on at the bar. The boys are back in town. <laughs> go, fire, go. Um, but so actually, so in this division, we already have three teams that have locked their position on this over-under board. You've already hit. If you bet on this team whether it's, uh, we'll, we'll tell you in a second, the over or the under, you've already won or lost this bet. Those three teams are the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. To start the season, Golden State was at 47.5. I said under like a smart man because if Steph Curry got injured, everything would fall to shit. You said over. You might regret that one. Well, uh, they yeah, are at 12 wins. They can physically, there's no physical chance they can even come close to this number. Right, yeah, you, you even said it. He's like you. You knew he was going to get injured. It, I, I, I Stradamus. Looking back, listening back to it, holy shit, Shime. He, yeah, remarkable. A mile away, nailed that one. Uh, and then we have the Oklahoma City Thunder. We were both on the un- over here. We mm-hmm. felt that Russ leaving wasn't a huge impact. We felt they would still be able to spread the ball out. The team has played very well up to this point. They've already hit thirty three wins. Their only their number was thirty one and a half. So they easily cleared this over, which we were both on. So if you listen to that, you've already cashed in. You're welcome. You're welcome. And then the Memphis Grizzlies, this one we were both wrong on. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies have already eclipsed the 27 and a half. They're at 28 wins. We both took the under. Not so good by us. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed myself on that one because I love that team. I like Brandon Clark. But Brandon Clark's been better than I expected even then. And then Jaws, been, he's been a freaking freak this year. Yeah, so, uh, so like we do with the Eastern Conference, what team here do you think has been the biggest surprise for you? What team has really kind of overperformed to what you expected. Um overperformed. I mean the Grizzlies as much as we just talked about them. Yeah. I, I didn't see I mean I they're did, over 500. They're a playoff team. I did not see that happening. What like the, I knew they were going to be good in the future, but the way they've come together with Jackson too, I mean it's just And Ja has played better than anybody expected him to. Oh yeah. At this point at, he at has to start. Yeah. He at, at this point he's more or less locked up rookie of the year, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you listen to Five Out, we ha- Matt was saying that Ja was going to be more or less this good from the start. Okay. I will say that. Got to uh, give we, my We were supposed to promote Five Out like six times during this, I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah we totally. Get a bunch of reads we were supposed to do. <laughs> Darn. Corporate's going to kill us now. <laughs> um but I I think for me the team that Really is kind of overachieving is the uh, the L.A. Lakers. I didn't think they would be this good. Mm. You you kind of said that they would be. You thought that LeBron, after the way last year played out, he would come in and he would almost be like a man on a mission type of deal. Yep. I did not see that. They only need to win ten games to eclipse their over under ten out of the last what twenty seven twenty eight games. Like yep, they have twenty nine. There you go. Even yeah. even easier. This team this team is a sure lock yeah. to be over fifty and a half, and might even push sixty. I've had a lot of moments throughout the season where I've been disappointed with how they've played. You know, there's just been times where you would think they would come out and look a little bit better, but I, I never did I think that they weren't going to be. I always thought they were going to be at least the number two seed in the Western Conference, and I figured those two teams had to win at least fifty games. So when it was fifty and a half, I mean, just to me, it seemed like a lock. Yeah, and and so I think it's going to be hard for the Clippers and Nuggets to hit that over. I mean, I, not really hard. They just have to win more than just about half their games. Um, I think it's doable though for their for the way they've played. I mean, the the, the Nuggets are what sixty nine point one winning percentage, or, and then the Clippers is six seventy three. That's what that's what they've played. Yeah, that could happen. The the Rockets though, 
who uh, you thought was a lock. Yeah, so it, it, I'm very happy I didn't take that one. Yeah, so Fryer never really said over under, but you could tell by the way he indicated things he was leaning under. Um, so we'll we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. So can I take a victory lap then? Can I get the sound, John? No, no, no. <laughs> Come he on, does, he, <laughs> no, he did not predict this like I did. You suck, John. I expected uh, Houston to be far better. He, <laughs> he doesn't get a victory lap. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Uh, I expected Houston to be better than they are. I mean, so realistically. It's still physically possible that Houston goes on a Toronto-esque run, rips off 15 straight, and covers. They they need to win 20 of their last 28 games. I'm not saying that it's likely. I'm not saying that it's uh, probable. I'm just saying that it's possible. Uh, <laughs> and and a great start for them tonight. They got Golden State coming off the uh, All-Star break, so they're probably feeling pretty happy about that. Um but, I mean, overall, I don't think that's... I think the biggest victory lap for me here is the Dallas Mavericks. I was so high on Luka to start the season, and I said, they, there's no way they miss on going over 40 and a half. Thank you, John. Okay, hold up, hold up. If he gets a victory lap, then I do too, because I put over on this as well. I, yeah, but you weren't right, as you high guys on are, You guys are being liberal with the victory lap he drops. Is. That's not me. That was supposed to be a once-a-week <laughs> thing. I am. I'm here like once in a blue moon. I, I want all the victory laps I can get. Yeah, these are my laps. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Anyways. It's all about you. My bad. <laughs> now I know how Mutt feels. Jesus. Hey, me and Mutt are thick as thieves, all right? Don't hate on Mutt. Mm. Um, but I just I was so in love with Luca. I love the way the team was progressing. Uh, and, and so for me, I think that's it's not necessarily a surprise, but it was definitely my my favorite uh, of my picks that is looking to go over as they only need to win, what, eight more games? The one right now that yeah yeah eight more games, yeah. The ones right now though that I'm most up in the air. But I'm I'm actually pretty proud of the the Portland Trailblazers. We both took the under on that one. Yeah. Right now it's looking like as much as they've picked it up of late, that one still I think is going to be a tough one. They got to get forty six and a half. They're at twenty five wins right now with twenty six games left. They need to win twenty two or twenty six. That's not it's not happening. So we're so we're good there. The one I'm that, also very happy with my Spurs pick. That's the one they need to win twenty four of twenty eight or twenty seven. Twenty eight? Twenty eight. Twenty four of twenty eight. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. They look at the wrong number. And so the Spurs look yeah, like there's right. no chance they cover either. I'm which su- is that's awesome. the one I'm most. That's the one I'm very surprised by too. I did the math wrong before for some reason. I thought it was like still kind of a toss up, like the Pacers, but it's not. I so, suck at math. So ultimately, uh, we're looking pretty good overall. Uh, looking like we're probably going to win more than we're going to lose. So you know what? I'll consider that a win, Friar. Yeah, of course. It's isn't is it sixty percent in your good. Uh, I think it's technically only like it depends. It's like fifty-five to sixty. It, it depends exactly what you're betting, but you know, sixty percent win rate. I'll take that. Well, we'll check it at the end of the season when you guys want to talk basketball and not freaking XFL. Hey, I'm gonna, we're going to be talking basketball over the course of the rest of the season and into playoffs. Uh, I have a couple of basketball bets which we'll, we will get to with Mutt in just a little bit. Uh, or actually, it already happened. Uh, inside well, of podcast. Well, inside podcasting, Mutt told me to call him, so I called him, and then he didn't answer. Nice job. I was going to just have a, I mean, it was like, I was like thinking like, oh, we're going to structure a certain way, but Fry, it's like Fryer can't talk to Mutt. So I was like, oh, exactly. we'll see if Mutt can Rather not. But and then just, ooh. Just ignored us. <laughs> He's Mutt just like big Winners timing Club, us? Winners Club podcast, February 20th, Fryer rips Mutt. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll be fine. We rip Fryer all the time, so I think he's allowed well, to rip Mutt. Well, Mutt, Mutt, Mutt liked to do the, he had me on to talk uh, hot stove stuff the other day when I was down in Fort Myers. Yeah. And then he... Decided to rip on me a little bit after he hung up on me. So I mean, when my phone call was done, so I think I can. That's rip what on he does. I've I found out that 
Mutt will never, ever, ever say anything nice. But if he's making mm-hmm. fun of you, I, th- I think it's a good thing, maybe. Is that he likes you. Uh, do you. Do you guys want me to give Mutt another ring yeah, while let's we're give sitting him a ring here? Uh, now, what we usually do when we call Mutt is Shime sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we both? Do you guys both want to sing? Do you want to do a duet? Maybe. If Ooh. I'm ever gonna do a duet with you, I need to have music in the background. We can do that someday, but I'm not I'm ready for what, that. What, right what song do you want to sing? Well, we can't. We can't have music in the background because of this thing. I, how often do I compliment you? My fire, the one. Shine likes to piss on his territory. when I say. I want it that way. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why it ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell Mutt why I never wanna hear him say, I want it that way. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Mutt Man, what's That's a great up? Great melody there. Thank great you. Is that is that Nick Fryer? It sure Mutt? is. Sounds great. How's Vegas? Can Nick take over for Anderson? Is that <laughs> official? Would we make that announcement today? I can be honest with you, a uh, lot less awkward uh, throughout the podcast. Nick today. doesn't know how to run the board. No. He's very normal. Oh, that's, that's an issue. Well, screw it. Though. We need someone to run the board. I can Thank learn, you. though. I'm willing and able to learn. I can't do it. I can't do it. What's going on, boys? Not much, but how is Vegas? I've been here for like 90 minutes. It's unbelievable. I haven't lost any money yet, Shine. How about that? Hey, you're better off than the last time you were there. Last time you were down five units by the time we got him on the phone. That was walking off the plane. (laughs) Yeah, you guys called before. I was at the ATM machine uh, loading up to get some action for the show tonight and uh, checking out where the fight is. But no, the the city's a buzz, my friends. The city's a buzz for Wilder Fury 2. Legit heavyweight fight, which is pretty rare around here. So, Mutt, speaking of uh, taking action, you're in Vegas. What are you looking at tonight and into the weekend that you are going to, you know, maybe do a little dabbles on? Uh, tonight, I don't know yet. I'm going to find something on the board tonight. I'll probably text you later, Sean, to see what's going on in college basketball. Love that. I got uh, some NBA some picks pod- for you, so don't worry. That, that, that's well, great. That's some great picks for the podcast is come on the podcast to say I, you're going to text my, one of the my, hosts later. As <laughs> we'll I, tweet as it out. I told you guys, well, it's, it's, a tra- it's still a work day, so we're traveling today. I didn't get here for... Uh, till mid afternoon, uh, East Coast time. So we're trying to get the show ready. So I didn't put the effort in today, but sa- I, I texted you guys about this. Uh, I'm First time when it comes to the XFL. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I bet pretty much every XFL game so far, and I think we have some heavy XFL leans this weekend. So I'm feeling good. All right, what do you got this week, Mutt? What is your go-to? What's the Mutt gut pick for the weekend in the XFL? It's not a mutt-gut pick. It's a mutt-lock-it-up XFL over, over, over. Houston Roughnecks, Tampa Bay Vipers, first game of the day. 11 uh, Vegas time, 2 o'clock Eastern. Total is 4.5. Uh, sorry, uh, total is 45.5. These are two teams that run pretty much the fastest two offenses in the league. Uh, and this game is going to go into the 50s, so I'm going to start my day with the over. Uh, 11 a.m. local time, then we're going to wheel back in the afternoon. We're going to... Uh, we'll probably end up going with Seattle plus the five points. Soggy uh, Seattle picks. Seattle, soggy Seattle, well, soggy Seattle. Anderson, they have they have like twenty thousand people going to their games. They have a great home field advantage there in uh, Seattle. The Dragons, of course. Uh, they don't a have a quarterback in Dallas, but that's why the line is so high. So if I get if I can find a way to potentially parlay a little over early. Dragons late, then we got a lot of money for the fight on Saturday night. That's the XFL Saturday, boys. Ooh, I like it. And uh, so. You are there. Are you there for the fight? Is that why you're out in Vegas this weekend? 
I'm here courtesy of our friends at uh, Fox Pay-Per-View at ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. Uh, we were out here la- in November, I think it was, last time I called Losing Money with you guys. Yep. Where uh, they it was for uh, Wilder, uh, Wilder Ortiz, which is sort of the pre-fight for this one, and Wilder came out of that with the win, and now we get Wilder Fury too. So we're here. We'll do a couple of shows live out here. We'll actually stay for the fight on Saturday night. Looking forward to taking my first uh, heavyweight fight. Look at that. So, okay, Mutt. I have never been a big uh, gambler on fighting. I know, hard to believe. I gamble on everything. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't know which way to lean in this fight. Do you have any insight for me, Mutt? Because I want to bet it, but I don't. I don't know. I want to lean wilder, but I can't convince myself to do it. Well, don't lean. You want to have a low center of gravity. Oh, that's what. It, yeah, thanks, well, and Bob, if you're fighting against Tyson Fury, yeah, you want to really get in there. So I, I'm leaning your way right now. So here's the issue. So this thing opened as Fury, a minus-110 favorite. It's now Wilder, minus-130. There's a lot of money on Wilder. Mm. A lot of the, the smart uh, Vegas people like Wilder for a couple reasons. The, one of the biggest ones being Tyson Fury, in the, the 11th hour of his training, changed his trainer. Uh, he's a boxer, not the knockout artist that Wilder is. And apparently he changed his trainer to more of a knockout a power puncher because he thinks he has to go toe-to-toe with Wilder. I think if you change your trainer late in the game like this, in the biggest fight of your life, you're probably overthinking it and you're probably not ready to go. He's had two fights in two years shy. I mean, so who knows what kind of shape he's going to be in. The way in tomorrow will tell the story. So I am leaning Wilder right now. I'm not thrilled about the minus 130. I will tell you that you can get Wilder in a knockout at 8-5. to five, And I think Wilder wins this fight. It's definitely a knockout. He's not going to win a decision. If it goes 12 uh, and it goes to decision, it's probably Fury's fight. And then what you can do, my guess is, here at MGM Grand, you can bet on which round you want Wilder to, to get the knockout. So if you like Wilder in the seventh, it's 15 to one. Wilder in the, uh, by knockout in the ninth, 18 to one. And so what you can do is you can bet Wilder on the knockout, sprinkle in a little couple of these rounds, and find yourself to a, a way to a big uh, shine payday. You are making me very happy. I always, I always feel like Wilder, for me, is, is m- like a spirit animal. He once said that uh, he would... If he killed a man in the ring because he beat him up too bad, then it is what it is. And you know what? That's what I want out of my fighter. I want a guy who's just going to let it loose, and that's a guy I can get behind. Shime, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, uh, college football, and boxers who are going to defend their title for the 10th time. I mean, that's what are we doing here? Yeah. So I, I'm leaning Wilder. I, right now, there's no reason for me to bet the underdog in this fight. Uh, I think Wilder knocks him out. I just don't know what kind of value we'll get uh, right now. It's, it actually started today at minus 110, and it's now minus 130. Here at MGM Grand, you get uh, Fury on plus one ten. So it's people are starting to bend a wilder, and this is what happens. People get here Thursday. Uh, it's when the crowd arrives. It's a huge weekend out here. So we had the Democratic debate last night, the caucus on Saturday, NASCAR fight, NASCAR on a Sunday. You had the fight on Saturday, so it is going to be a loaded weekend with a lot of a lot of people coming in town to bet shine kind of money uh, on this board tonight. And not only that, but we even have NBA action tonight, Mutt. Uh, I'm going to tweet these picks out as well. Make sure everybody gets gets them. But Mutt, if you're if you're down there looking for something to bet tonight, I'm feeling yeah. really strong about two games. I love, okay. absolutely love the Memphis Grizzlies laying a point and a half at Sacramento. Memphis has played Ooh. above and beyond anything we've had or we've expected them to be all year. I love Memphis here. I expect John Morant to have another great night, and then Miami laying six and a half. At the Atlanta Hawks. Seems like a lock. I also really like leaning the over there. Atlanta plays terrible defense and has to score a ton of points. And all of their games go over 230 points. Uh, and the line's 229.5. So I really like uh, Miami laying 6.5 and, and the over there. 
See, you would like to be here sitting with me. I'm actually sitting in the MGM Sportsbook, no surprise. Oh, man. Uh, waiting to get everything situated here before the big show. And I actually have it uh, heat. The Heat are only minus six, and I got your uh, Grizz minus one. So I'm not I'm not paying the hook here in Vegas, baby. Look no at that. Ball. Let's go. You know, Mutt, one day you and I are going to be out there together, and we're going to have a blast. I want you to know that. I would love to go as long as Anderson's not going to be there. Shime, uh, I just saw some some liquid come down Shime's leg when he said that. <laughs> That's not true at all. I don't Weird. Think, I think I spilled my water bottle. <laughs> what did you guys talk about? Did uh, Fry give any good NBA stuff for the second yeah. half of the year? So uh, we went. We reviewed the uh, over under picks that uh, Fryer and I had given uh, before it was even the Winners Club, back when it was still the payday. Um, and uh, a couple of them have already finished. Uh, a couple of teams in the Western Conference have already locked up, uh, whether they're under or over. And uh, your boy was uh, two out, had two out of the three of them correct. So uh, starting, off, starting off strong already. All right, well, let's turn it into some money tonight. I'm going to go walk up and bet this uh, Heat Grizzly uh, parlay. Love it. It's going to start my weekend. I'm going to rely on Shine to get me there, and we'll have bullets to fire. Oh, I just saw UConn's playing tonight, so that's going to be oh, all man. that. My, so, yeah, 100%. All of a sudden, we got three bets. Now we got action. Now we got action. We Shime. are cooking, Mutt, man. All right, thank you, boys. Hey, thanks so week. much, Mutt. And that'll do it for the Mutt Man live from Las Vegas. I guess not. <laughs> I I, don't, I think he didn't real. I didn't. I think he didn't know that you were still here, or like just making yeah, comments I did, from I did afar. A lot of, I did a lot of just hanging out this episode. I, yeah, I kind of you know like what? that. It's fine. I mean, I am a producer after all. It's You're what great I do at it. The time. I'll you do go a good entire job. shows without saying a word. You That's true. Wouldn't even know I was here. Uh, but chimes, uh, great, great stuff there. Nice synergy there. Getting Mutt on the phone with Fryer felt real good. And that, very that's good smooth. for you because now you don't have to spend time editing the episode. Afterwards. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it as is. Uh, even that stuff in the middle where we're talking about singing a song with music underneath it. It's just we're all, it's all keep, staying. Yeah, in. it's all it's staying. You just don't feel it. I mean, I marked it and it would take you two seconds to edit that. But no. why would I? <laughs> I think that's enjoyable content. That's funny. Uh, I don't want Fryer to sing and then he just sang with me anyways. Beautiful. So this is a network though. It is. This it's is a, network. Network. There's a, lot, there's a couple of, podcasts uh, on more, here. It's a family. It's We're a family. A family. It's a. It's a uh, what, what's that thing that people say about families that don't like each other? Uh, I think that used to be what this place was like, right? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, disgruntled. Disgruntled. Yeah. I see it more of uh, it to, to to take from Lilo and Stitch. It's more of Ohana, family. Ohana. Hana means family. All right, so check out some of our friends. Obviously, Nick Fryer. He was just here. Five Out Podcast. They've got one out this week. Uh, they're going uh, Celtics talk heading into the second half of the season. Yep. Playoff chances, stretch run, all that good stuff. Coming Skate out of the pod, right? talking NHL trade deadline coming up. Bruins oh, missed out hot, on a hot, lot hot. of opportunities. Yeah, lot of so opportunities. they've missed out now on uh, Brendan Dillon, Coleman, uh, and uh, – Alec Martinez. Alec I don't Martinez. really think they ran on him, but no. But I mean, they've missed out on a lot of players now, uh, and their options are kind of dwindling at this point. I feel like Tyler Toffoli also gone. He went to the Canucks. Toffoli was the big one. So I think at this point they're kind of just looking around. Maybe they'll make a minor ad, but I don't really see too too much coming their way. Hashtag Dork did their lock and key episode this yeah, week. Yeah, neither. You watch it. Uh, I haven't yet. So um, ultimately, what I was waiting for was to hear great things from Rich and Davey. And uh, I didn't really get that, so I don't. I, that's a big maybe for me now. And then Lucy and Elaine, they talked about uh, just growing up, high school yeah. and college life. Yeah, and uh, you know, twenty years ago when Lucy was in, they college. should have been talking about the Bachelor because that was more important. Uh, thanks we, again to Christian Fourier yeah, last week, last by the way. Uh, we we covered that, and he basically crushed it. He nailed it. He's like, There's no way Kelsey's winning, no way uh, Victoria's winning, and uh, you oh, know, we're, we're breaking gonna... breaking text from Mutt. Can I read it out loud? Absolutely. John is an anxiety riddled. Okay. 
I'm not reading that one. Uh, Brad Foe Show and Off Day coming up, upcoming episodes. Nothing really new as of the last couple days. Off no, but Day, I, I know saw for he a was fact. interviewing someone today. Okay, I don't so know who it was. But... I know for a fact, yeah. So Rob like posts, he's like coming up on the Brad Foe Show, and then it looks like he just found some random dude on the street and took a picture of him. Some fair-skinned gentleman. No idea who that guy is. Andy and Ryan Hannibal are recording tomorrow. That is, I've confirmed that with them because I guess I'm their producer or something. So, yeah. So all that stuff's coming up. Uh, tweet Shama. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, please. And enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, no, not, no, no. Well, Sh- technically let, we could. Technically we could. We might have a way around that. We might have a way around that. It's all right. You know what? I'll do it myself, John. I'm going to go to an old faithful here. So I, I <laughs> think you, you should. If, if you want, if you want, we can edit this whole part. If you want, I can play a song under you and just not have it rolling in. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. You guys can just sing over it. Oh, I could do that. If you want to. I don't do you guys, do you what, song, do what song are you yeah. thinking? Uh, I mean, I can sing whatever. I was just going to sing Backstreet Boys just because I can. Which, uh, <laughs> just because I can. Where, where do you want to start? On, yeah, no, 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 no. This is my bit. We're just, I'm just going to sing. Friar oh. doesn't need to sing. I could get, I, okay. Are we going to leave that in. entire part? I, I can, <laughs> I can promise you I'm better than Lucy. I definitely won't edit and post. Whoa, taking shots at our fellow podcast hosts. Yeah, I'm definitely better than Lucy. It's well, not yeah, even close. Well, I'm the best. <clears throat> I,